Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Another episode of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we will discuss back to school, Malia Obama, and if we have a little time, when do you fight physically for your woman? But before I get into all of that, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkTheQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, 
then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 620 starts right after a word from The Crystal Show. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to com for being a friend of the show. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk Q radio show. Uh, you know, it's that time of the year again. Back to school. It's that time of the year when parents scramble to get their kids situated for returning to school, for some going for the first time. Now, not only do they have to go through the, you know, the, the headache of registration, I mean, my goodness, but they also have to get school clothes and supplies. Now, are those parents under pressure to get their kid brand name items when it comes to school? You know, to help them avoid those, what are those chants from the bullies? And what about the school supplies required by the educators? Are they actually going to be used? You know, are you buying it for your kid or are they going to distribute it evenly, maybe for the parents who chose not to bother to get their kids their own supplies? We'll discuss that tonight in a little more. Um, we'll talk about Malia Obama. And it almost said, sounds funny saying her name by itself. I'm so used to Sasha and Malia. But um, Malia Obama went to Lollapalooza. And, you know, she's been pretty much cooped up in the White House for the last eight years. She gets a little room to be a teenager. And TMZ is there to catch her. Instead of her being at the Democratic National Convention, she was at Lollapalooza doing some of the worst dancing I've seen in quite some time. But the trolls are out in full force to criticize her for not being there for Hillary. Is that fair or is that foul? We'll also get into a couple scenarios towards the end of the show if we have times on when you should fight for your woman. And I do mean physically fight. All right. But that's what we'll get into tonight on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. But before I kick things off, I do want to recognize another one of my sponsors by the name of Damon Young. And he's a recording artist, lyricist, producer, and entrepreneur based out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Known for his unique brand of useful, explosive energy, lyrical versatility, creative wit, and spirituality. Damon has gone from surprise prodigy in the industry prospect to now becoming one of the most exciting independent acts to emerge in New Orleans and add to the historical legacy of innovators that has made New Orleans music a tradition, um, you know, a thing of legend in hip hop and beyond. So he has a song this evening that I'm going to play called Love. And I'm going to go ahead and drop that on you right now. This is Damon Young and his song, Love. You can check him out at DamonYoung.com, D-A-M-O-N-D-Y-O-U-N-G.com. He's also on Twitter, at Damon Young. So check out Damon and his song, Love, right here on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Hello. 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 Hello.
to the Motor City of Detroit to bring on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. What's up, Chris? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. All right. Anyone else want to join? Just hit one on your dial pad and that will enter you into the host queue and we'll get you on the air. All right, y'all. It is back to school time. I don't know if school has started where you are or not. I know it starts later in some places, but here in Mississippi, we have some people going back as early as Thursday. Everyone should be back in on Monday. So, of course, we had the crazy weekend of all the shopping and all that other stuff. But, Crystal, I'll start with you. When should parents start shopping for school clothes for their kids? Oh, gosh, trying to block that out of my mind. Um, let's see, kids. I have no idea. Um, I guess, you know, what, what is this, August? Um, I guess at least a few weeks before your kid go back to school or something. Um, you can't shop for any, you know, anything else except for clothes because you can't shop for any items for the school because you don't know what they need yet. So, yeah, I guess a few weeks before, at least a month before, get them all squared away um, to start going, you know. Yeah. Dr. Willis, what do you think? Mm, I think, um, you know, on average, I guess whenever your budget allows, you know, um, some people, you know, they don't have money like that. But um, in in that situation, I would suggest, you know, buying little things here and there throughout the summer and then uh, racking up that way. But um, for those who can afford it, I guess whenever you can, (laughs) you know, whenever you want. But I don't think there's a timeline uh, so long as you get, you know, uh, what they need. Okay. Now here we had um, this past weekend a tax-free weekend on uh, school clothes. And so I think items that any items of clothing less than $100 qualifies. But I mean, with a 7 8% tax, I mean, unless you're really buying a lot of clothes, I'm not sure how much money you can save. But I mean, don't get me wrong, every little bit helps. But, uh, man, it was a lot of people at the malls this weekend, and I, I wouldn't want to fool with that for a 7 or 8% savings, I guess, unless I was really buying five, $600 worth of stuff. But, mm-hmm. Crystal, as far as the the clothing, do you feel pressured to buy or did you feel pressured to buy certain clothing brands for your kids so they can avoid the bullies at school, you know, with the what are those type of shoes and things of that nature? <laughs> No, I never felt that pressure. And, you know, mainly because, well, the personality of my son, he was not really, um, I don't know, he was kind of cool with everybody, so that wasn't really an issue. And with my daughter, she was a bully. So, <laughs> so anyways, I wasn't. I wonder where she got that from. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, you know, basically depending on what age group they're in, really, I mean, um, it depends on their their style of clothes and what matters. And, you know, the older they got in high school, it was really, and even junior high or whatever, it was just really about what was their personality, what were they into, 
um, at least for my kids, they were very much into their own thing. And, mm-hmm. of course, my daughter was very much into whatever brand it was or whatever. But, um, you know, they had their own kind of style. So I think, you know, depending on the personality of the kid, depends on how much money you're going to have to spend or whether you're spending them. Well, you may spend money anyway because quality is quality, but you, you know, you may have a kid who's very much into what everybody else is wearing. So he has, he or she has to follow that line or you may have a kid whose style is their own. So they try to do something different. They try to, you know, be whatever they want to be. And especially nowadays, it's different with uh, the kids and their clothes. They're trying to make a statement about who they are. It's more expression today, I think, than, I don't know, I guess it really depends on your kid. All right. Dr. Willis, what say you? Uh, you know, I've been fortunate. I got some, you know, great kids who don't really put a lot of um, emphasis into having the latest or even name brands. Sometimes, I, you know, I'd be urging them on to, like, get something that's, you know, hip or, you know, the latest trend or whatever the case may be. So, um, I think think it, it it depends on your child, but at the same time though, um, even though I haven't I've never felt the pressure to give them something, I understand the psyche and um, you know the the you know the whole dynamics behind you know being a um, you know being being an adolescent or, or you know a child in in school dealing with you know bullies and things like that. So you know I still sometimes you know just just because I didn't have those things growing up I would get them something now I I, I will tell you this I would never buy uh, you know 100 200 pair of shoes for them you know especially you know with at the age that they are growing so fast and stuff but you know, be I out get them something exactly I do get them something that's quality and something that's nice um you know that they can you know walk around and hold their heads high about but I don't I don't feel the pressure for it so for the parents, um, it's still for you, Bobby. For the parents that do buy name brand items because they don't want people talking about their kids, are they protecting their kids or are they ultimately hurting their kids' growth in the long run? I don't, I don't know so much as them uh, protecting the kids, but they could be, um, they could be contributing to their kids, you know, uh, becoming the, the the kids that do the bullying or that do the you know, talking about and things like that because, you know, by virtue of them having having something now, they want to be the, you know, the cool kids or in the part in crowd that do all the talk and, you know, smack talking to people who can't, can't afford it. So I think as long as they sit down and have a good talk with their, you know, with their, their children and explain to them why they're getting these things and, you know, um, you know, and, 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 and kind of like teach them, you know, the, uh, the value behind, you know, being courteous and being, you know, good to people and things like that, I guess it wouldn't be a problem, but I wouldn't say they're actually protecting them. They're not protecting them. I mean, I don't even think there's anything to protect if they're actually, you know, if they're actually the ones that, that are, you know, have all the good stuff. Crystal, what do you think? Do you think that for the parents who intentionally buy or specifically buy name brand things uh, to keep their kids from being talked about at school, are they protecting their kids? Or are they setting a bad precedent for the future? Well, okay. If they're buying it because they see that their kid uh, maybe is not that popular or they're trying to make them popular or something, it's not going to work anyway. It doesn't matter what they have on, you know. So that's not going to matter. 
yeah, they'll just probably get their shit stolen. Is what's going to happen to them? But you know, <laughs> the um, I think sometimes I, maybe more what you're getting at. Sometimes parent, there are some parents that I witnessed, grow, you know, growing up, you know, with my kids and everything that they um, they may be parents who specifically buy things not for the kid really, but so their kid will look good to impress the other parents or whatever. So it really has nothing to do with what the kid wants. It has to do with, you know, what they want. And and sometimes that can play – sometimes it's, it's about what the kid wants. You know, uh, yeah, I would like these Jordans or I want whatever. But a lot of times, especially when the kids are like little babies, before they get to an age where they can go, I don't want that, I want this, you know, kind of a thing, uh, that's usually when they're smaller and you just dress them up like little dolls or whatever, what you wish you could have worn – you know, kind of a thing. Um, so I think if when parents do that, it's more about them. It really doesn't have anything to do with the kid. But if you send, you know, this kid to the school with all this shit on and he can't protect himself, then, you know, you're sending him up to some bullshit. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, I, go ahead, Dr. Willis. No, I was, I was agreeing with it. That's true. You know, um, I remember when I, I lived in Jackson – for a little bit and I had a neighbor he stayed behind me he was probably in his late 20s and he had been married for a few years he and his wife had you know pretty nice little house nice little car and so he bought his wife a car because they had been sharing a car for a few months before after I got there he bought his wife a car and I don't remember what kind of car it was maybe a Nissan Maxima something like that Sentra something like that back in the day. And so I was out in my yard. I saw the car. So I walked over. We're talking. I said, that's a nice looking car. It's red. It's cool. And he says, I guarantee you, he goes, pointing to my neighbor's house across the street. He said, I guarantee you in about a month, his wife is going to have a new car. And I just kind of like, okay. And I'm like, why is that? He goes, every time we get something new, they get something new. And sure enough, it may not have been a month, but maybe in about two months, she had a car. It was also red, but it was a different type of car. I don't remember what it was and everything. And I went over to his house immediately when I saw it, and we just laughed about it. And it's like, I mean, some people just literally seem like they're competing with you. And I I mean, it's just it's kind of crazy. And I wonder if some people, you know, kind of raise their kids in the same mindset that you kind of have to keep up with everyone else and have this certain look. Or, you know, you're inadequate to a certain extent or something. So I wonder a parent's mindset. Let's change gears and get to school supplies. And now, Crystal, do you think that schools have sensible school supply requirements? Or do you think that kids aren't going to use half of the things that their parents buy? Because they ask you to buy quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, I guess. Um... I, well, yeah, I mean, sometimes they'll ask you to buy a whole bunch of crap, but, um, I mean, the sensible ones will give you a list, and you just go and get it, and and sometimes you just know what you need, depending on the classes um, that they have, and you always want to get them extra stuff just in case, you know. Um, I think the biggest thing I worried about buying was the right book bag, <laughs> you know, they can carry Is it wrong book bag? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's some cheap ass book bags. You gotta get the right kind of book bag. 
Oh, so, you meant right as far as quality. Yeah, quality, always quality. So anyway, um, but yeah, I think it depends on the school. <laughs> depends on the school system. <laughs> it depends on because you may be buying toilet tissue. <laughs> Who knows? As well yeah. for the kids. I mean, it's crazy. But um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta buy this stuff. You, you, this is what you have to do. It's just part of it's part of the shopping that you do. You know, a lot of times where I think parents run into the problem, as I was saying before, you, you buy your clothes earlier and then you wait and get your school supplies once you get there. A lot of parents, they'll buy their school supplies really, really early and they find out they don't need any of that shit or mm-hmm. they got the wrong thing. So you have to be careful with that. And it took me a minute to, to realize that. You just have to wait. So you have to budget or whatever you have to do. And just you know hold out and wait till you get to school, and they'll give you the list of what you're supposed to get. And Dr. Willis, do you think that um, the supplies that you buy are strictly for your kids, or do you think that some teachers will distribute everything evenly for the parents who are too lazy and go out and buy their own kids somewhere, or maybe can't afford it? Nah, I think they employ a little bit of uh, socialism in that, you know, that in that whole process. Um, and, and you know, and, and to be honest with you, I, I have no problem with that. Um, you know, I was I was a kid who benefited from, you know, uh, growing up benefited from, uh, you know, parents who brought extra stuff, you know, or bought, you know, a, a huge list of things that they know that their kid wouldn't be using because, you know, there are other kids in the class like me who couldn't afford those things. So. You know, so when I when I get the list and stuff like that, I'm knowing that my child's not gonna use all that stuff, but I have no problem whatsoever with that. Um, you know, I think that um you know, I think it's a good thing to be honest with you. I think it, it, it saves the school money because, you know, um, you know, schools don't have money as it is right now. And then uh and if you don't do that then you're gonna have some kids that are gonna get left behind, you know, because they can't participate because they don't have the, the items required and things like that. So you know, and then they start developing, you know, uh, psychological issues and things like that because, you know, uh, it's, it's it's one thing to sit there and watch everybody doing something you can't do because you can't afford it, you know. And uh, so I, I think it's a good thing. I, I don't have a problem with it. And I, I know uh, a lot of folks who do have a problem with it, you know, and that's them there, and they're perfectly fine to have those feelings. But I don't, I don't see the issue with it. Okay. And on Facebook, Dana Bowles chimed in from Jackson, Mississippi, um, as far as the school supplies. She says that they don't use half of it, but maybe it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Um, On the question of when parents should start shopping for school clothes for their kids, Queen Rhonda Dixon of Jackson said July, which essentially is last weekend when you think about it technically. And Chameleon out in Cali, said, I shop for school clothes whenever things are on sale. So it's not like a year-round thing for her. And, Crystal, one last thing about, I guess, K-12 through as far as we're discussing. Then I have a couple questions about college. But uh, did you let your kids ride the bus? Why why not? Um. Well, yeah, they rode the bus. And until my daughter got to high school, but um, yeah, I mean, the bus picked them up. It was perfect. 
I mean, because of scheduling-wise, that was the best way to go. Because I had to get to work. So you need to get on the bus. And, um, I mean, it wasn't really a problem. And the bus always came in our area. It was just, she didn't really have that much of an issue. And my son really didn't have that much of an issue. But once they got into high school, they were pretty much didn't really ride the bus that much. There was too many other activities that they had to do that they ended up not being able to ride the bus. They were doing other stuff. Right. So. But, um, yeah, yeah, you ride the bus. That's your thing. Uh, I can't even remember. I don't think I rode the bus, but, um, yeah, my kids did. Dr. Willis, what about your kids? Do they ride the bus? Why or why not? Well, I got two in Boston, so you know they're you know they're, they're pretty much city kids, so they definitely hop on the T and you know go to school. And they, you know I'm I'm freaked out about that, but it's a normal way of life when I'm up there. Um, so huh. yeah, my kids they ride the bus and things like that. Um, you know, there was a point when I used to take them to school, like uh, like my you know my daughters to like Head Start and things like that. But as they got a little older, it was no problem to let them ride the bus. I actually encouraged it so they can you know mingle with kids and learn how to handle themselves, you know, um, you know, in a public setting. Okay. So what about people who refuse to let their kids ride the bus because, you know, again, bullies and things of that nature, um, is that a hindrance to their kids' future or is it no big deal? How do you feel about people who, you know, decide to take their kids to school, even though a bus may go by their house? I think uh, I think it's a mistake because uh, I'll be honest with you. My oldest son is kind of he was kind of sheltered, right? His mom, his mom babied the hell out of him, and uh, so she, you know, she kind of kept him away from a lot of kids, you know, and stuff. And and I think that is not good for a child. Uh, for one, when you shelter a child, and you know, and I see this a lot, not just only with my son, but I've seen it, you know, with with other kids. When you shelter a child from from their peers and stuff like that. Those children tend, no matter how much book sense they have, they tend to not have common sense because they don't know how to interact. They've never, you know, been around to watch other kids do certain things and pick up on certain cues and stuff like that. So when you take them from from uh, being able to, you know, interact with children uh, or, you know, in, in a group setting, which, you know, which it pretty much is when you're on the bus and stuff, or even just the public setting, I think you're doing a disservice, uh, you know, over the long run. Maybe not, you know, saying a school semester or something like that, but over the long run, if you keep doing that, I think you're doing them a disservice. And then when they finally get out there, let's say they go off to college or something, and you're not there with them, they're not going to know how to mingle or interact with large crowds or with groups and things like that because, you know, you, you know, you thought, you know, your child was too good for that. And so now, you know, they're going to be behind the power curve socially. Like my son, he's he's coming out of it right now, but he is socially awkward, you know what I'm saying, because of that. So I think it's a disservice to the child. I mean, that, you know, like I said, you know, that's not always the case. You know, you may have some who are, you know functions just fine doing it that way, but I I've yet to see on a on a grand scale that that happen. Okay, Crystal, what do you think um, about what Bobby said? You agree? Disagree? Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes you just got to throw them out there, you know. Sometimes what? Just throw them out there. <laughs> they do need to be socialized. Um, they do need to be, and it does depend on 
what type of kids are they intermingling with sometimes. Uh, you know, depending on where they live, sometimes the, um, you know, it may be very, very dangerous for them. But Yeah, um, parts of Chicago. Yeah, you know, it could be. I mean, I grew up in New York, and that's what my mother did. She just threw me out. She wouldn't let me back in the house. And, you know, <laughs> and so, in you know, every time we moved, I had to fight. And, you know, because that's what kids do. They, they test you. And, you know, eventually you learn. <laughs> you know, you learn, you grow. And, and I agree with them. It's, um, you learn certain cues and, and things like that. So, and it, social, socialization is very, very important. And, and the thing about it is, too, um, and it might not be so much of a, like a, a danger, like, you know, bodily harm per se, but the um, kids, because most kids in public schools or even private schools, they've been around other children and they've um, interacted very young. So, so you find a few, the few who haven't for whatever reason, um, and then they come in. Those kids can, they can sniff them out fast, you know, mm-hmm. because they watch them. As soon as they come into the door, they know who they are. That's why I always wonder, why the hell do schools make these kids, you know, stand up and say, this is the new kid? I mean, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Let me fly under the radar for a minute. But, you know, you can't do that. just throw you out there. So so the socialization, as he was saying, it is very important um, because otherwise, just like animals, because that's all we are, really, you know, they attack and they watch and they wait and they know which one, you know, to prey on and which one, you know, to keep your distance from or to test to make sure that you're one of us, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah, and it's, it, and kids are cruel, you know. You know, well, they, yeah. I mean, they, and it's not so much cruel, they're raw. They don't have certain boundaries established yet. They don't know that they should or should not do certain things. Uh, so that they're just going off of instinct. Right. So that's why, you know, they can gang up and, you know, a whole thing. I and mean, it's it's quite interesting to watch, actually. <laughs> you know, what is it, a war of the, of the was it, was it, um, Lord of the Flies kind of a thing. It's kind of, it's really interesting. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But you're right. I, I think both of y'all make great points. And, um, take a quick break and then I have a couple of questions about college um, they're pretty simple well the questions are simple my take requires some thought so I'll let you think about it through the break the first question is going to be is if you were to give your son who was going away to college as a freshman some advice what three tips would you give him and it doesn't have to be three tips but try to think of more than one and we'll answer that right after the break be back in 60 seconds. Hi, I'm Bobby Willis. I'm repping at Lone Star State, and you're listening to Talk to Q Radio Show. No expert, just a thing.
347 number on the Talk you Radio Show. No experts, just questions. To the 850 area code that I go, to the Emerald Coast, the Cola Florida. Welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring. Buck, what's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, Buck. And Buck, I'll start I'll start with you. Your son is going to freshman college. What advice would you give to him before he goes out the door? Um, my first bit of advice is if he's in, you know, if he's playing a, you know, playing a sport like football, basketball, baseball, what have you, um, to really, you know, be aware of, you know, his surroundings and who he hangs out with, um, who he dates, uh, because all of those things are important. Um, because, you know, if he's going, if he plans on taking that sport or whatever extracurricular he's doing further, he has to understand and realize that there are people out there that can really derail that for you, you know, make, you know, that way it'll mess you up. Um, two, which is probably the most important is make sure that, you know, your studies are, are, are done. Make sure you, you're not going to school to go to frat parties and a bunch of parties and all that, even though that's a part of it, you're going to school to learn because what if something happens in that extracurricular activity that will derail that to the point to where you're going to pick a different career. So, you know, the the education part of it is the most important. And the third, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy the ride. I mean, because yeah, it may be school, but it can be enjoyable as well. Enjoy it, you know, enjoy, you know, being with, you know, uh, different cultures and everything. Learn as much as you can while you're there because it's a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. All right. All of those sound reasonable to me. Good list. And, Dr. Willis, what about you? What three things are you telling your son? Well, my son, he's actually going off to college um, uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, we've had, we've, we've sat down and we've talked and uh, you know, some of the things I told him is that um, now it's his chance to, um, you know, he's turned over a new chapter in his life. Now, now it's his chance to be who he, and who he truly feel like he is or what he want to be. You know, you don't have to be that socially awkward kid. You don't have to be that, you know, that nerd. I said, you know, and I tell him embrace being a nerd, but at the same time, you don't have to, you know, live those, the the stereotype of the nerd, you know what I'm saying? Be who you want to be, you know what I'm saying? Within reason, you know, so, and, and, you know, set the path for your life going forward, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, this is a whole new chapter and, you know, you know, set your, set your, your, your mark. Uh, two, I told him that, you know, always have a plan B, you know, uh, his thing is, is architecture. It's one of the, you know, it's, it's a very competitive field to get into. Uh, I mean, it's, it's even competitive just to even get in the course, the curriculum in college. So I'm like, if that don't work out for you, cause he didn't make this first cut. I'm like, if this don't work out for you, you know, what, what is, um, you know, what's, what's the next major you're going to go into, you know, what's your plan if that falls through. So always have a plan B three, enjoy the ride. Like, you know, like Buck said, you know, this is college. You know, it's not all about, you know, having parties and things like that, but that comes with it. Enjoy, get a whole gamut of that, you know, enjoy the whole gamut, you know, the parties, the, 
you know, the sports atmosphere, you know, the uh, clubs, you know, I, I tell them all the time, join, join clubs, get in, you know, be active, be proactive on, on campus, you know, join the student body, you know, do something, you know, don't just be complacent, don't just go to school, go home, you know, get in and uh, uh, make, a, make an impact. So those are some of the things that I've told my son and we've talked about and uh, you know and and, uh, and last but definitely not least I've told him you know don't be afraid to fail this is your buffer before you get to the real world you know try the things that you want to do and if you fall flat on your face you know you're you're in a buffer moment right now so it ain't gonna hurt too bad you know get back up you know learn from that mistake. You try it again or move on to something different, but you know don't be afraid to fail, and uh, and and that's pretty much uh, the things that I've you know I've taught them or told them. Sounds pretty good. And Crystal, I'll let you um, add since as far as the son, if they lift anything out. But also, I want to switch gears and go to the daughter as well. Well, I mean, okay, first. Well, sons and daughters. When it comes to college, it's it's basically almost the same thing. There's something that you know, of course, I didn't deal with like sports and all that kind of stuff with of course with my daughter and uh, my son didn't go to university. So, um, but when she went, because I went to a university, so when she went to a university, I was one of the things I was making sure she. Um, well, I didn't have to tell her to do this, which was party. Um, you know, keep that social game, and you know because you have to like experience. You know, I guess like what uh, Bobby was saying, experience this life. You know, these four years or five or six or whatever, but the first four, <laughs> the first four. You know, I mean the first undergrad. These are the years when you get into grad school. That's what you know. That's really a different thing, but. When you're undergrad, freshman, sophomore year especially, you know, just really, it is the first time you're out of the house, away from, you know, the, you know, their parents or whatever, um, living on your own in the dorms or whatever, and enjoy the dorms, enjoy, you know, being right next to other people, go to stuff, they're having a bonfire, go to the bonfire, they're having this, go to this, explore. Because it really is set up to do that. I mean, don't go in there thinking um, you're too cool or I don't want to socialize or I don't know what to do and everything. Um, I didn't really have this problem with my daughter. But, um, you know, just get out there and do it, you know, and enjoy. And, ex- and you know, because so, the, the reason why university is so, it's so different than just going to college or going to, you know, you know, college and working or whatever, you know, if you're living at, a, you know, in a university, opens you up to many different experiences. It's like taking that, what we were just talking about, the little kids, you know, they are thrown out there, taking that to a, it's the next level of yeah. understanding who you are, exploring new people, um, exploring new um, experiences. So, and that's one of the reasons why I wasn't uh, too keen on, I didn't push my kids to go to a HCB, uh, what is it, you know, historically black college, because I didn't really want them to freaking be around the same damn people. I'm like, you need to experience new things. That's the purpose of university, is to experience new things and new people and learn about different cultures and 
so you can interact with these people later in the business world. And, um, you know, so even though my daughter did want to go to uh, Historically Black College at first and we did the whole tour thing, you know, I'm really glad that she decided not to do that. I mean... Uh, um, wasn't in the South? No, 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 no. Well, okay. um, one of them was, but we, I said, well, we're not going. You can go there if you want to. But um, <laughs> we went to Howard, and we did the whole tour at Howard, which was really great because it was a great trip. But um, actually, we're lucky to live in Michigan because they have some great universities here. So you're already, you know, a resident, so that's great. So, you know, she lucked out kind of on that area. But cool. but maybe the main thing is to experience. So my thing is number one, experience life. Get out there, meet new people. Um, you know, a lot of times you're not gonna go with your friends anyway, but even if you do, start meeting other people, meeting you know, and joining up as he was saying, join join different things, you know, get out of your comfort zone and um really experience party. You know, within reason. I think Buck was saying, within reason. Everything is, you have to pull yourself back because, you know, hopefully you've experienced, this is another thing, a lot of times the kids go to college, they haven't experienced shit until they got there. So they have no no knowledge of what not to do or how far to go or how far not to go. You know, they're just kind of like, they don't know what to do. Uh, so hopefully they've at least had a drink before they've gone to college uh, and maybe even sex. But uh, and then, and then remember what you're um, what you're there for. You're also there to get a degree, so do pay attention, you know, to what you're doing, and pay attention to if you really like it, what you think you like to do. You know, you may yeah. go in for this, and you go, I don't really want to do this, or you start exploring. Take some classes. That's what, that's what the electives are for. Take those electives and explore. You know, so basically, it's about. Opening yourself up, that's really the main core of all that. Just really open yourself up to life. Because um, I think like Bobby was saying, once this is your time to do that until you get out into the quote-unquote real world. Um, and, you know, things could definitely change. So enjoy. Definitely. Okay. My man Old School chimed in from... Nashville, he said, study hard, have fun, and be careful. Those are his three things. Dr. Willis, Buck, do either of you have any additional advice if you're talking about your daughter going off to college? Yeah, uh, as far as my daughter, um, and, and even my son, I've, I've actually even told my son this too, but, yeah, especially with my daughter, uh, always travel with another person. You know, don't don't uh, walk around campus in the evening time by yourself or alone because, um, you know, for one, it's the added pressure of rape with the with the young girls. But you know, one of the rampant things on campus is people always getting mugged or robbed. So, you know, I tell them don't you know don't don't walk alone. Always try to go out with a uh, travel buddy, and um, you know, understand where the the blue light phones are. If you need, uh, if there's an emergency and you know your cell phone don't have uh, service, or you know if you if you need to really reach out to someone, you know, understand where you need to, you know, where help is located at all times, and um, you know, and you know, pretty much just enjoy enjoy the experience. Okay, Buck, anything to add? 
Yeah, I mean, pretty much what Bible would have said. Make sure you travel and, you know, I don't have a daughter, um, but I have three nieces. So, um, you know, make sure that, you know, you traveling traveling time. You don't want to travel by yourself, especially in the evening time. Um, also, watch who you date. There's a lot of knuckleheads and there's a bunch of weirdos that are, you know, that are out there in college too. So you really need to watch who you date and and um, you know definitely do your studies and so forth. But the pro- probably something else, you know, I, the young girls now are wearing stuff that just I mean they're so revealing now to the point to where I mean they're pretty much letting it hang out. I mean if it wasn't for them shaving, you could probably see their hairs. If it, I mean because the pants are so short. So don't wear too much revealing clothes because if you wear the revealing clothes, you may be get you know you may be asking for the wrong kind of element. If that makes sense, it's, you know it's all right to show what you have, but be classy about it. Don't just let it all hang out. All right, and my girl Anusha chimed in from Richmond, Virginia. She said, use condoms, don't get her pregnant, and graduate. Same supple enough. <laughs> you hit it on the head with that one. <laughs> yep. Literally. Literally. All right. So we'll go ahead and move on. You know, um, Sasha and Malia, Obama's little, uh, little girls who have grown up and this weekend, Malia Obama was filmed at Lollapalooza dancing away instead of, you know, being at the Democratic National Convention. And a lot of people are criticizing the Obamas for it. So, Crystal, first thing is first. Should she have been at the Democratic National Convention supporting Hillary Clinton, the first female nominee of a major party? Uh, yawn. No. I mean, <laughs> look, she's been there, done that, number one, with her dad and, and the mom. And, and Hillary has her own daughter, okay? You know, Chelsea's a pro at this. So she, you know, and she did very well. So she got that. So, um, no, I don't think she was, she was obligated to go or be a part of that. I mean, and hell, <laughs> it's Lala Palooza. Hello, party time. <laughs> you know, I mean, she she was supposed to be exactly where she was, and after you know four years or and more, because I'm sure you know just the whole build up to you know being the president or whatever. But after all of that and everything they had to go to, it's good that you know she can let go and let loose, and it's not like she's alone either, because. You know, Secret Service is still there, and you know, um, but she was with her friends, and she was, you know, allowed to, and she was just having a good time, which is good. She's not some like what is that weirdo? I like that term. <laughs> She's not a weirdo. She's like out there having a good time, smiling and laughing, and just enjoying herself. So, and I'm sure that when she got home, or when she gets home, that um. I'm sure Michelle will be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but so, so, you know, 
So she could just sit there and go, yeah, I know. know her dancing okay. was pretty bad. I know. Her dancing was hard. Yeah, but, you know, hey, fuck, live. This is the time. I don't even know what the question was. What was the question? <laughs> anyway, I'm sure I answered it. <laughs> and, uh, Dr. Willis, what do you think? Should she have been there supporting the first female nominee of a major party, or is she right to go out and do what 18-year-olds do? I think that um, when, you know, when your family is in a position as hers and stuff like that, there are certain uh, caveats, there are certain uh, rules and and things that you have to do that, that, you know, that may not be pleasant for everybody involved, but you know what I'm saying as part of the that comes with the territory. However, you know, Obama at this point is a lame duck president. They're on their way out. She's paid her dues. She's done all the, you know, the prim pros things like that. You know, now it's time for her to get out of that. You know, uh, in her mind, it's time for her to get away from that and just live and finally be, you know, just be a teenager for the, you know, Last couple of years, she has left being a teenager, I guess. I think she's, what, 18, 17, something like that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, she you know she wanted to live a little bit, you know, and um, I, I don't blame her, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the people who were supposed to be there at the uh, convention, they were there. So I don't know what the, all the fuss is about, but, you know, they're going to always find something to um, – you know, to, to this or to talk bad about the Obamas because of you know just by the nature of who they are. So uh, I don't think I don't think the people you know that are doing all the, all the naysayers should be even given any kind of uh, you know credit or attention about this situation. You know, what I'm saying just let it be. Now the dancing was hard. Well, I seen it, but you know that's from I guess yeah, that's man. Just not being able to been to being allowed to do dance or go and do things. You know, so. Um, I mean, I love it. I mean, I'm I'm glad that she's smiling and having fun. She's not looking like she's forced to sit there and look a certain way and things like that. More power to it, you know. Okay. And but do you think um, Sasha and Malia would ever have someone of normal life, you know, to grow as young adults? I seriously doubt that, uh, simply because I mean, once you become president in Secret Service. People are going to be hanging out. They're going to be hanging around. So, with that being said, I mean, they're always going to be constantly watched, you know, just like all the other presidents. Um, you know, you got to remember, I mean, this, this she's, you know, she's uh, daughter to the first black president. So, with that being said, you know, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be different. Her, her, her life is never going to be exactly the same ever again. So I don't really think it was, you know, inappropriate for her not to be at the Democratic National Convention. The girl, the girl been on lockdown pretty much, you know, for the last eight years. So you know, you got let loose a little bit, you know. And they're trying to let their teenager have, you know, she she didn't have the, I mean, her dad been in the political eye for quite some time. So her life has been changed ever since he became president. So. But let her go out and have a look, have a good time, and let her kind of live a life of somewhat of a normal teenager, uh, with the exception of Secret Service kind of keeping an eye on things. I don't see where that was a problem. So, you know, you gotta let the you gotta let. Sometimes we as parents, 
you know, I'm a firm believer in making sure that, you know, they're protected and so forth. But we can be overprotective, and we're overprotective. We don't let our kids grow. They need to see some of the things that life has to offer, good or bad. So letting her go out there and have a good time, it's not a big deal. She's got to grow as long as she okay. does it. You know, as long as she keeps in mind that, you know, the she is the president's daughter. So she got to keep that in mind as well. Well, that's my next. And, Crystal, do you think that, you know, now that she's been recorded at a party having a good time, she ain't doing anything bad, but now that she's been recorded and, you know, she's kind of out there on her own a little bit going to Harvard in another year, um, do you think that President Obama and the First Lady would kind of reel her in a little bit and have a talking with her, or do you think they're just going to let her live her life? Well, I guess, well, I think that just like any other parent, they're going to, you know, reel her in at least to say, okay, just look at what you did. Um, you know, I have video to prove it. I mean, most parents don't have the video, <laughs> you know, to stop and right. rewind and go, hey, see, it's right there, right there. That's, see, that was fucked up. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> But I, I'm sure they'll reel her in a little bit and talk to her. But, they, but as it goes with any young adult, they sit and they look at you and they listen. They go, yeah, uh-huh, okay, I know, okay. And then that's it. And then you just hope that it's stuck. And, um, <laughs> and you know, and sure, there's um, – and I think with any kid, there's added pressure with different lifestyles or whatever, but – you know, her main thing is living her life, which is one of the reasons I'm sure she decided not to go to college right away and to take, you know, kind of a sabbatical and, right. you know, enjoy life for a minute but um, and to see the world or whatever she wants to do herself, to be herself, because it, it literally will be the first year <clears throat> that she can just, you know, live and with her parents or whatever, be around them and just be regular as regular as they can be, you know, because he will always be the president. Um, he will always have that title. So, you know, I just think that, you know, um, yeah, you can reel them in a little bit and just talk to them. And, of course, they're going to do that because every parent does that. Well, every good parent will do that. They'll take the opportunity to explain what just happened and why. And But ultimately, in the end, they're adults. You know, they tell me she's very young. She's just turning 18. But still, this is the time, you know. And this is the time for her to to start making decisions on her own and also make mistakes on her own. And the only thing a parent can do is just hope you're there, you know, to catch them. Or if they fall, you know, to help them back up. But that's it. They really, it's their life, you know. And it's a little frustrating. It takes a while to get over that part of it. But you'll always be the parent, no matter what, and they'll always be your child. So you'll you'll always right. have to do that. Okay, okay. Well, um, I hope that she gets the opportunity to live her life a little. You know, of course, she can't go nuts because she is a president's daughter, and although she didn't ask for it, it is what it is. You know, uh, she's able to have the life she's had because. She's president's daughter. Um, but hopefully she'll get a little freedom to hang out with her friends and hopefully get, get some friends who know how to dance so they can try to help her out a little bit. 
look, I'm sorry. She was bad. When I saw the video, I thought she was having a seizure. I'm like, how come no one's helping her? You know? I can tell you. President's hey, daughter. She looked, pretty, I was, she, looked, she looked pretty bad. Now, Michelle Obama, I don't know if y'all paid any attention, but Michelle Obama was on that little, uh, that ride-along karaoke, and she was getting down. And yeah, she, she can dance. Michelle, she can get yeah, down now, can. so... And I mean President Obama dance. And he's smooth. Mm-hmm. Right? He don't like his feet touch the floor. But what happened to that child there? They must have got their grandparents' DNA or something. <laughs> that, girl, that, that girl fucked up. Look, girl, look like she looked like one of them kids got ice cream at the, the ice cream vehicle outside. Yeah. Ice it was like a, going on. It's like a four year old that just got an ice cream off the truck. It really was. I got some ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Well, psych. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, so get into this last topic. We'll wrap things. Uh, things I could go into, but we'll try to keep it somewhat brief. But I want to discuss when do you fight for your woman? And this came from a conversation I had today, actually, with some people, and we were just going over some scenarios. And you know, as a guy. There are going to be times where you may have to defend your woman's honor or something of that nature. But sometimes there may be times where she kind of gets herself into trouble, you know. So just want to throw the scenarios at you that people throw at me, see what your responses are. And I guess Crystal, you know, being the uh, authoritarian on being, you know, being on the phone, can kind of. Huh? What were you saying? You were breaking up. You're breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry. I said with you being the authority and being a woman, you can kind of confirm or deny how you feel about the guy's answers. But okay. Uh, yeah, it should be. All right. So, Doctor Willis, if this is a scenario that was given to me, I'll get your response. If your woman, you're out with her at a bar, and Next thing you know, she's in a fight with two women. Do you jump in and help her? This is my woman? This is your woman. Okay. I go uh, further than that. I go further than that. This is your wife. I will tell you I will tell you like this. If that's my wife, if that's my sister, my mother or my daughters, I don't you you lose your gender uh, card at that point. <laughs> you know, especially if it's a jump situation. It ain't happening. So, you know, call me bitch, hoe, whatever anybody like, you know what I'm saying? But if you're jumping my wife, you're jumping my mother, my sisters, or my daughter, I'm getting in there and I'm going to get some. Buck, how do you feel? I feel the same way that Dr. Willis feels. I mean, you know, you in, in, that, in any scenario, you got to make sure you defend your woman regardless. So, you know, my thing is, if she in the fight with two women, and you know, you jump, jump to whether you're my girlfriend, whether you, whether you're my wife, or whether you're just a close friend, if you just get, you, you know, you get in harm's way, I'm gonna be there. Period. Exactly. Crystal, that's cool with you. Your man to help you if you have two women jump you. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That's fine. 
don't need Canada, no help. You got to answer better than that now. Come on now. What if we out of the club <laughs> and we getting some drinks and I just come to town and take you out and somebody jump you? You're just going to, you know, I'm defending you now. What's up? You ain't going to just say, ah, you know, thanks for the help. You ain't going to, I mean, what's up? You got to be a little bit more energetic. Not, come on. I'm pretty sure Chris well, has a weapon. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't usually get into fights with females. I mean, we it's, it's usually not my, I don't know, I just usually okay. don't. Uh, I never have, really, <laughs> actually. Okay. To be what, what, if somebody, what if somebody decide they want to just jump on you for, for no reason? We <laughs> defend like, your bring honor. it on, bitch. This is your goddamn funeral. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Clay. <laughs> goddamn mama. We can all die up in this motherfucker. There you go. That's so, but if anything, I think I think for a man, I think the best thing for him to do is to grab me or your woman. You know, you grab them to get them away from the situation. It'd be kind of odd if the man just starts beating up another woman. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, to get her off. I mean, that's that's the picture I was I was hearing from you guys. So I was kind of like, oh, why would you do? Oh my god. Just grab your woman, get her away from the situation, and push them back, you know, kind of a thing. In other words, break it up. Don't try to start beating on somebody. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree, that, that. I agree with down that. South, but down south, I'm telling you right now, the women women down south, deeper in the south, they, they're busting your head with bottles. They, you know, they're coming with it. Those exactly. fight I'm not thinking. I'm not oh, yeah. jumping in some fist fighting women and stuff like that. I mean, the the first option would be to try to grab. Well, people yeah, some of them do look like dudes. Oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah. but they oh, they were straight in the fight them as down south. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. not sometimes it's not as simple as just grabbing somebody. You know, or grabbing you. Yeah. Shoot, Doctor Willis said once she's on his woman, you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I thought this was obvious, but we'll see if you guys have a different opinion. Uh, you're somewhere out and about at a party, and a man walks up behind your woman and rubs his crotch against her butt. Do you fight for her honor? Oh, you damn oh, right. You, you're not going to – if you rubbing his crotch up against his woman, he's going he gonna to get a broke jaw, period. I ain't going to put up with that bullshit. I mean, that's just, uh, you know – you can't put up, you can't tolerate that. I mean, but, you know, depending on, I mean, I know in today's time we got to really kind of use our heads and, you know, maybe try to talk through things, but, you know, it, you know, you really, I mean, you invading her privacy at this point and you, you overstepped your bounds. So, you know, you might get a warning if, you know, depending on what kind of night it is, but if it's a bad night, you going to the hospital, period. Because, I mean, is it about your ego at that point or about her honor? It's about her honor. It ain't got nothing to do with my ego. It's about her honor. It's just, you you can't, you know, sometimes you have, there's a time where you have to make a statement, and that's when you got to make that statement. It's her honor. It don't have anything to do with me and my ego. I mean, that has nothing to do with it. It's her honor. Well, I, I gotta say that I gotta say that to, for me, it's a little bit of both. Because for one, if I'm with, if I'm there with my woman, nine times out of ten, I'm probably holding a hand, got my arms around her shoulder, or something, or even around her waist. All right. So for you to rub your 
your cock across uh, my woman's ass, and, and you see me there with with her, to me that's a challenge. That's like saying, hey, I don't respect you enough to, uh, or even respect her, but I especially don't respect respect you enough to you know to not do something like that. So now, to me, I'm like, not only do I have to defend my woman, but right now, you know what I'm saying? What you're telling me, you know what I'm saying, is, is a fucking no-no. We're going to have to handle that. We're going to have to handle I'm, I'm, I'm going to give your ass an extra ass whipping, you know what I'm saying, for me and for her. I mean, it's on. Yep. Now, I'm just saying. So, I mean, for me, it is, it is both. It's an ego thing and it's it's, it's, a, it's my my woman's honor. Because, you know, you saw me standing there. Now, if I was going to get some drinks and you tried that shit and you didn't know she was with somebody, I'm going to whoop your ass for her. But you <laughs> see me standing in my own <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> what do you think? Do you, do you think, you know, you want the man to just walk away or would you be okay with him swing on, dude? <laughs> Of course. Kick ass, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not even a given. I mean, what? <laughs> oh, Lord. I just look at That's why like, she you about to people. die tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> this is why she, Damn. This is why Crystal likes people like ghosts from power. This is why she likes those dudes. Those are my kind of motherfuckers. But, yeah, that, you know, Come on, yeah, that's that's crazy. To me, that's a death wish for any guy, because unless yeah. he is, see, usually when a guy does that, he's not really trying to hit on the woman. Uh, he's testing this dude. Yeah, he's already been watching the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. You know, so yeah. if he yeah. feels that bold that he can come up to a woman and do that, or even just like, you know, lean up against her or whisper or say hello in a certain suggestive way, then basically what he's doing is he he knows that this guy is not, you know, a match for him. So that's what he's doing is he's challenging him. And um, if he walks away, then then that means that, you know, he won. You know, dude won, and girls should just leave him. Right then. <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Buck. I think it does kind of depend on the night and maybe the situation. Like, it's one thing if someone's trying to get by, he may give a little extra scrub or something, but someone that just walks up and just, I mean, because that's going to determine if he gets a warning or not, like Buck says. So if he's trying to get by and he does a little too much, they warn him like, you know, man, what's the problem? But if he just walks up and just does some respect for, I, I almost think you have to immediately hit him with no warning. I mean, just Warning? Warning? No, no warning. warning. No warning. No. Ain't no warning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think from what you described, everybody knows someone is, you know, it's, it's crowded in the club. He's trying to get back. I mean, everybody knows that kind of shit. We're not even talking about that. You said if somebody came up and pressed up against them, or you know, that kind of thing. That's a completely different scenario. Yeah, like I said, like Bobby said, at that point, it's, it's, it's yeah. your honor and her ego, you know. Yeah. And I don't give a damn yeah. if he's having a great night. I don't give a damn how jolly you were a few seconds ago. Believe that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> See, now you're, uh, making, you're making a relationship decision right now. <laughs> excuse me, sir. 
Would you please be so kind not to rub your genitals on the buttocks of my wife? Yeah, I mean, excuse me, sir. Could you be so kind to continue rubbing your genitals? Because obviously my man ain't got a dick. (laughs) Dang. All right, so last scenario. Your wife gets arrested by the cops, and the cops, you know, she's resisting arrest, and they go ham on her. Mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one there, bro, especially in today's uh, shit. Yeah. You might want to um, let the cops re- go ahead. And just, go ahead, bye. Uh, I, w- I would say um, if, if she's going ham, I'll I'm gonna be doing what I can to tell her to calm my ass down. Um because um the thing is, even though even though, you know, I know the law and, and I know what the constitution and the Supreme Court allowed me to do because um because I guess because the public the way the public has been uh trained and and and, and uh I guess uh, molded those though even though those laws may not even hold up now, and what I mean by that let's say if they're they're just um they're arresting us, they are not giving us any indications of what we've done arresting you, know, her, you us arresting her mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, what was that? I said not arresting us, arresting her all right well, even arresting her let's you know what I'm saying so my thing is I would try to get her to keep you know try to get her to keep calm. Because especially if they're just arresting her, that means that I'm free to come get her out. You know what I mean? So, so just stay calm, you know, and and do whatever. But um, there there are some laws, there are some things in place that allow you to protect yourself. But if she's if she's creating the uh, the, the situation, then you know I'll just try to just talk to her and keep her calm. And but what about you? They're going Rodney King on her. What do you do? You basically, I mean, you basically have to see if you can try to calm her down because in in today's time to try to get involved and in, 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 it may get both of you injured or even killed because we don't, you know, we don't know what kind of element the police officers are in to begin with. I mean, best thing to do is just try to get her to be calm, um, tell her to, you know, follow the directions of whatever the police are telling her. Do not resist. You know, try to talk talk her through it. I mean, right. you don't want to. Now, when you say Rodney King, what do you mean by Rodney King? You throw out there beating her? Yeah, they're beating uh, her. They're what? not just arresting oh, her. They oh, are beating her. No, 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 no. If they're no, beating her, then I'll put my life on the line. Yeah. yeah, you you got to put your life on the line if they're beating her. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah you have her. To. I got I got to get in there. Yeah, you got to get in there. Um, you can't, if it's a different situation than that, then it would be different. But if it's Rodney King style, you got to get involved to try to save your wife's life because you don't want her to be killed. So, okay. you know, it's Christmas. until death. I think Crystal would get rid death, of this on both of y'all. <laughs> no, the, no, the law the law will allow you to kill, even kill a cop. I mean, I, I hate to say this over the airway, but it's the truth. If you're protecting another life or if you're being uh, falsely imprisoned and things like that, that is in the Constitution. That is a, that is even a Supreme Court case case law, you know what I'm saying? So, 
I mean, if if I got the toast on me, I'm gonna heat them up. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that's that's my wife. You know what I mean? And, and if they're beating her. They're beating her. I'm saving her. Now, if she's just popping off at the damn mouth and they're just handling her rough and stuff, then I'll be like, hey, calm down. But if they're beating her, then I'm telling you right now, they're gonna be some damn furniture moving. You know what I'm saying? I may I may end up losing. I mean, I'll be honest. You know what I'm saying? They got guns, and if I don't, it's gonna be a bad day for me. But I can't just stand by as a man. And let them beat my wife down because I'm fucking scared of the, you know, the cops and shit. Fuck that, man. I mean, you know, I'm a, you know, it's it, it's gonna be on. And however it turns out, that's how it turns. Crystal, how do you feel about the answer? Good. Those are good answers. You know, my answer is that's a stupid bitch right there. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, and I, mean, I, I mean, I would expect, well, the kind of men I usually am with, she'd be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. You need to shut the fuck up. I mean, and first of all, if you are dealing with the cops and, you know, you're like borderline anyway in life with the cops in jail, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, where do you think you are? Who do you think you're talking to? I mean, I'm not going damn. back to jail. You'll never take me alive, copper. I'm not going to jail for you. I know that. Okay. Fuck that shit. Shut up. You got to take some ass whoopings now. That, that's stupid. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, come on. Really? That's why sometimes I'm not even. I'm not even going to name the situations. Okay. But sometimes in some situations. Come on, really? Shut up. What the fuck are you arguing about? Seriously. You know, what are you arguing about? You're talking to a cop. You're talking to whatever the situation is. You have to be a cop. It could be another kind of situation. I mean, what are you really arguing about? You know, just damn. You're making shit unnecessary for no fucking reason. Sometimes you need your ass beat. But just stupid (laughs) shit like that. And I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you get away from this situation, the guy, you know, the top, everything's settled down, ma'am, okay, next time, just, you know, whatever, you're back in the car, you'll need your ass kicked from his ass. What the fuck was that? You know damn well I got warned. You know what the fuck you fool? We're going to both be in jail, both all of our shit. What the fuck? Oh, hell no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's some bullshit right there. I look at it like this. I've been on this planet since the 70s, and not once, as many episodes of Cops as I've seen in real life, have I ever seen a cop say, you know what? I am violating your rights. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) Yeah, they they don't change their minds. Not that I've ever seen. I'm sure don't. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, tomorrow... Zone coverage returns. We talk sports, 9 p.m. Eastern. Have a guy coming on from the Buffalo area who is a former, um, I believe he's in a former Arena League coach. Um, he's a, in a, I think he's done some scouting. I know he's done some scouting in Canada. But anyway, football guy. We'll bring him on tomorrow, discuss training camp and things of that nature. 9 p.m. Eastern. And next Tuesday, we'll be back. More current events and relationships to discuss on the Talk to Q radio show, no experts, just opinions. Go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter, and we'll get your final thoughts, 
you know, tonight we discussed going back to school. We discussed when to fight for your woman, uh, Malia Obama and her bout with rhythm. Um, and if you want to comment on this whole controversy with the Miss Teen USA dropping the N-word on Twitter and being very comfortable with doing so, and they're not going to do anything about it, you want to talk about Donald Trump and his controversy he has going on with the cons about um, their son who was killed in, um, killed overseas fighting for the U.S. military, and he criticized the, the mother or the parent, so to speak. You can speak on that if you want. But um, we'll go ahead and go with final thoughts. And Dr. Willis, I'll start with you. All right. Um, good show tonight. Uh, as far as the um, back to school thing or going to school, I think that, you know, you depend on what your budget looks like. You could um, save yourself a lot of hassle with the clothes and stuff if you get, you know, you know, onesies and twosies, you know, here and there throughout the uh, throughout the summer. Um, as far as supplies and stuff like that, I have no problem with schools asking for a list of supplies that, you know, the child probably won't leave or, or in excess to what the child may need because there are children there whose parents can't afford to get those things. So I'm all about, you know, helping in that way. So that's no problem for me all, um, either. The uh, Malia Obama's uh, snafu, you know, she, um, you know, she's just been, you know, trying to enjoy what last, you know, little time she got left being a teenager. So, you know, I, I don't fault her for not being at the uh, convention. Like I said before, the people that were supposed to be there, they were there. So uh, anybody who, you know, you know, got a raising up their ass about that, that's on them, you know. So, um, you know, they're, they'll figure it out. Um and and uh, what was the other thing we talked about? That was um, oh, back to school, Sasha Malia, and fighting for your woman. Yeah, um, you know, I, girlfriend, wife, whatever. You know, what I'm saying if she's with me, and even friend, like Buck said, you know, if she's with me, it's my duty. I feel like it's my duty to protect her. You know, if she's being stupid. I'll check her, but it's still my my duty to protect her. So. Um, you know, guys, you know, rubbing their dicks up against their ass or whatever the case may be, that's a no-no. Like I said, if you see me standing there, uh, I can't just whoop his ass and then go home and rest, thinking, you know, not not knowing that I done whooped his ass for her and me. So I have to give him a double beating. He's, he's got to pay. He's going he's gonna to get punished. So you do some shit like that, yeah. you're his own. So Someone don't do it. For it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Oh, but you know that that's just me. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I don't like that. So you know, if you're with me, we're family, we're friends. You're my woman, whatever the case may be. It's my duty to protect you. Um, I think we had another one that I want to touch on. Oh, as far as Trump, Trump, he is. Uh, like I said, sometimes he is so stupid, man. I think he's doing it on purpose. Uh, he just he just recently uh, released a video of him. Uh, talking about, you know, he got a purple heart from a veteran, and then he going to say yeah. some shit like, you know, this is easy, you know, because he got he didn't have to get it the way that it's usually earned. That, I tell you what, and Republicans, for Republicans and some Democrats and some independents to vote for this guy, I'm telling you right now, they need to fucking head examine. 
I understand the lesser of two evil uh, scenario where people saying they don't want to vote because it don't matter anyway. I'm telling you right now, it does matter. For him to say some shit like that, man, somebody needs to take him out back and just flog his ass for a good hour. I'm telling you, he's he's stupid. I mean, that that's that's beyond stupid to me to say. I mean, to say that, <laughs> and then and then no, you know. What's, what's even more mind-blowing is that you got veterans freaking supporting this guy. I mean, uh, you know, that 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 just blows my mind. But other than that, man, great show tonight. Crystal, it was always a pleasure, you know, uh, topping it up with you, Buck. You know, likewise, uh, you guys have a good night, man. All right. Appreciate it, Dr. Willis. And Crystal? Um. Okay. Well, uh, I guess regarding the school and clothes and all that. They're just to glad I'm done with all that stuff. <laughs> huh. Horrible. Uh, so over. I, I guess maybe it's sometime in the, way in the future, maybe my kids will have kids or something. But, uh, I'm done. Okay. Um, so whatever you got to do, do it. Uh, the... Um, the scenarios were very interesting and funny, um, crazy stuff. I don't know where you get this crap from. <laughs> Talking about it. I hope it's not from experience. I hope it's not like, oh, this is what I should have did. I, should, I guess I should have protected her, and I did. Nah, I haven't swung on anybody since college. <laughs> I swung on a dude when I was in college once for disrespecting my woman. But I'll be what honest with there? you, it was kind of an ego it's thing. Huh? Of course, it's an ego thing. Everything with guys is ego. You got a big yeah. ego. Yeah, you know, well, you want one. You want a big ego. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it's a pissing contest. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and as far as you know, Trump and everything. Uh, first of all, Malia, just like I said, you know, hilarious girlfriend. Do that thing. Do it. And you know, people were talking about her dancing. I mean, as far as like, if she wasn't on beat, she was actually. I don't know if you guys heard the song she was dancing to. It was kind of a slower song. I forgot the guy singing it, but it was kind of like a fast slow song. So I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. She like she like she had a snake up her pants leg that she was trying to sh- shake out. <laughs> you know what? I think it's mainly because she's she's kind of langly or gangly is the word. Thank you. She has very long arms and um, and long legs and all that kind of stuff. And she's a little awkward looking, you know, and everything, because she looks, she has a, she's, she looks very much like a kind of a good it, it looks like one of those things you Michelle see flapping in the wind at a used car lot. <laughs> That's because of her arms. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't, I don't say anything about you guys, you know, totally drooling over Serena Williams. So, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, um, I think, I think that you know, it's good, good to have a good time, good to enjoy, enjoy yourself, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, she's gonna hear it, I'm sure. But so what? Whatever. Um, regarding Trump, Trump is just he's worse than Bush. Bush was hilarious in a very interesting way. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, he actually, well, Bush actually did have power. He was coming from a family that there was no way that, you know, one of those damn 
uh, boys weren't going to run for president. And sorry, Jeb. <laughs> but, you know, he wasn't the one. But it was kind of hilarious after a while, you know, with Bush. But Trump, Trump is on a different level. And he doesn't even realize what he's gotten himself into. I think now he's beginning to realize what he's gotten himself into. And I really do um, believe he is he's trying hes trying to sabotage himself. I really do believe that now. I believe that from the beginning, actually. Because I really don't think he thought he would get this far, uh, number one. I think he was just doing it because he wants to do it. And then he said, okay, well, I'm going to win, so let me just win. And then he started realizing this is more than just a game to win. This is a real job with some real consequences. So I, I honestly I do believe he's trying to sabotage himself. And what's even funnier now is the Republicans who are like, oh, my God, what the hell did we do? You know, kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of hilarious. So watch that, you know, implode. So, um, hey, go Hillary. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. And but before I get to you, let me go to the phone lines really quick to get somebody in. From the six oh one area code of Magnolia State of Mississippi. Bring on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, my man Eminem. Eminem was shaking. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? All right. And can't go through all the topics, but I, I do want to hear your opinion on one topic, man. We were talking about scenarios in which you may or may not have to fight for your wife um if if you know if you're married then what would you do in this scenario and the one i'm curious about if you're in a nightclub and a man just comes up behind your woman and rubs his junk against her or whatever what's your response oh no man i can't take that shit because the thing about it is the thing about it is it don't even have to be my wife it could be anybody because it's almost like uh when you hear about a a nigga getting killed over a dice game and the shit was no more than $5 or somebody getting killed over uh, 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 the last piece of chicken or something like that. You ain't killing nobody over the damn chicken. It's the principles of it. You see what I'm saying? You got to save your reputation. You see what I'm saying? Because if you don't have a reputation, then every fool and their mama going to come at you sideways. You see what I'm saying? But when you get your reputation, it's just like going in the joint for the first time. I ain't never been to the joint. But like I say, if you beat the shit out of somebody over a french fry, you know what I'm saying, you just save your asshole for maybe five years, you know, to somebody, you know, uh, get bold enough to take it. So that, that's how I see that type of shit. You know, it ain't like, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it, you know, it could have been a, uh, an accident or something like that. But see, the thing about it is, it's one of them things where, okay, it's like being on stage in a pitch black room, you know what I'm saying, and then somebody just flashes down spotlight on you like you were some kind of star. But it's just in the reversal. Everybody and their mama looking, especially the chicks, everybody looking to see what are you going to do. They don't give a shit if you win or not, you see what I'm saying, because in a, in, a, in a club you could lose a fight easy. All you got to do is say, yeah, man, that nigga got me, but shit, man, I, man, I was so fucked up, man. I, you know, I was off a little bit, and and people give you a pass, but you sit there and let that nigga rub the chick's ass and all that stuff. I mean, you got to at least front. You got to at least jump up and and uh, 
you know, grab, you know, act like you're rubbing your, your stomach like you might have a gun. You got to do something. You can't sit up there and take that shit. If you take that shit, they're going to punk you out every time. Every time. You know, it's the, it's the principles of it. Okay. So, yeah. I figured that would be your response and uh, <laughs> on that, but uh, yeah. I, I think everyone pretty much <laughs> agree with you that you got you to gotta jack somebody's jaw. That's just, oh, yeah. that's just how it oh, goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because guess what? Now, now we're talking about <clears throat> when we was out there, man, it wasn't no social media. Could you imagine that now? You know what I'm saying? You get trumped out like that, Shh, man. Yeah. Be, you be jacked for you be jacked for life right. on that. Yeah, boy. you get all kind of little. You know, they be calling you Barney Fife, and I mean, it's endless. You know, they be putting the Michael Jordan face on you and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, I ain't going out like that. Man. I can't go out like that. <laughs> yeah, they crying Jordan. They crying Jordan. Yeah, hey, Buck, you know Brian how it is. Once you get a certain age, you be like, well, look, man, I ain't really for the club no more. And people thinking like, oh, this guy's selling down. Man, that's a bunch of baloney. Ain't no dude selling down. It's just that you ain't got no dude after a certain age want to mess around and get their ass whooped by an 18 or 19-year-old boy. That's what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Very true. <laughs> Very you know, true. Been working two jobs and all this kind of stuff, and now you got to sit up there and fight somebody? Mm-mm. And, you know, fresh off their prime? That don't mean you can't beat them, but you got to work a little harder than what you want to, you know. But, see, but back when you rolling like that, oh, yeah, it's whatever. You know, it's like, man, he's like, dude, as long as this dude don't got no gun, man, and, you know, hopefully he ain't too big, you know, it's on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. And hopefully, if you get through it, then uh, the wife will be very grateful that evening. So. <laughs> now, hey, what was the other question, man? I know I can't answer all of them, but I want to do more than one now. Uh, Belita <laughs> Obama, I'm at Lollapalooza instead of at the Democratic National Convention. Was that fair or foul? Listen, when your dad is the leader of the free world, you can do whatever the fuck you want to, literally. It, it's just like literally you can. So you know that's harmless. You know she's a she's a teenager, man. It's like who want to be at a boring ass uh, party convention? And her dad done been in term office twice. Shit, she, man, she, she ready to wrap that shit up and 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 and, uh, and, and let her dad come home. Let these white folks have their shit back. <laughs> she <ain't think> <laughs> 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 it is the right age for her. she's able to, for him to get out of office at the age of eighteen, so that's pretty good good timing for her. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I wouldn't want to be the right. president's child when I'm in college. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind being if I was a guy, cause man, I'd be like, listen, you think you think Bill Clinton Bill Clinton went through them interns? Man, my dad the president. It ain't about what he approved. It's what she like. Think about it, man. You the leader of the free world. You got the whole world in your hand, literally. What's a damn eight dollar hour security guard uh, and some kind of security detail gonna tell you? I said, look, man, look. When my dad going to over office for this meeting, man, look. 
You tell them hoes that, that that's trying to get in, like I can put in a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd be jack, I'd be jack rabbit, rabbit in the hell out the mole. Damn, we were there. Kind of like those uh, those Saudi princes overseas. Uh, a lot of those uh, Saudi Arabia. You hear the stories about some of those princes, little young guys. You know, nineteen, oh, twenty yeah. years old. He's a prince. He's the heir to to a billion dollar. You know, uh, inheritance or whatever they do what they want. They be running women left and right over there. Oh yeah, yeah. And I can say, man, I stay in the kitchen, boy. I'd be like, Shh. I'd be tearing them jokers up down there. <laughs> in the kitchen. Lord, yeah, but one thing about it, one thing about it, and people with money will tell you that if y'all know anybody with money, you never see them go inside of a kitchen. I don't care where they at. They can eat at a at a at a thousand dollar play restaurant. They never gonna go to the kitchen. So. Like I say, ain't nothing in the kitchen but a bunch of niggas and Mexicans and shit. So you ain't nothing, you can do whatever you want to with that. Lord have Um, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then as far as Trump, because I, I, I know the show about to cut off or whatever, but as far as Trump, like I say, man, you can play this show back a thousand times. I don't give a damn what the scenario is. This guy... And I said it, and I said it, and I said he has too many sound bites to seriously run a campaign. And for the GOP, and it ain't the GOP fault, honestly, because most Republicans didn't back this fool from the start. It was these ignorant-ass mom-and-pop white folks that thought shit was going to go back in time just because he's talking about sending everybody back and building a wall. I'm like, man, that shit ain't going to pass through Congress. And them guys knew that. McCain knew that shit. That's why he wasn't supporting them. All these guys that are true uh, redneck Republicans did not believe none of this shit. And they, if if they can listen to this show and go back six months, I told them the only shot that the, that the Republicans had to take the office if they put Rubio as the front man. Now anybody could have been the VP. Now Trump couldn't have been, but Rubio could have made a serious push at it. And it ain't kissing his ass. I don't know shit about Rubio, but he he's kind of like Obama in a different way. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? He sounds when you think of the the true the true red-blooded Republicans, he sounds more educated than most of them. He damn sure sounds more educated than than our former governor Haley Barber. And Haley Barber went dumb, but he just sounded dumb. You know what I'm saying? And Terry yeah. Cruz, you know, he need a damn ear transplant or something. I'm just saying you can't take this dude serious, but Marco Rubio just seems like a what would you call an average semi-college guy, right? Right. So, and to be a politic a politician, you have to be politically correct, and that's the difference between Bush and I. I heard y'all kind of mention Bush and Trump, but see that was a difference. Bush was stupid, but he wasn't no fool. Trump is a fool. See, Bush understands this dude was born and raised in politics. Matter of fact, I think he ran over somebody when he was a kid or something got out of this shit. But the thing about it, he knows what to, how far to push it. You know, he can say hit him hard or something like that, but he's going to cut that shit off. You know, but he ain't finna just keep going on and on like he at a country club. He, he got like, shit. He got a lot of sense, you know. But, but Trump is a damn fool, and he just <laughs> giving this election away. I mean, Hillary couldn't have picked a better opponent to run against because anybody else probably would have beat her. But this shit here is laughable. 
this dude got so many sound bites. Now you got these damn uh, Arabs up on TV crying and shit about their son. Man, he just won over. They they need to give them damn people a uh, a seat in the White House because they done put Hillary in there. The same way this damn women liberals group uh, fucked up Mitt Romney when he was talking about the, this notebook shit or whatever. You know, but Trump got so many sound bites, man. You hear the commercials. And they got the kids looking up like they crying, and he on the tyrant and stuff. I'm just like, man, they are eating this dude up. Now Obama is coming to the end of his thing. He's he coming out dissing. He came out dissing at the at the DNC party. I'm like, man, Obama, man, shit, he's showing his colors now. I'm like, shit, this dude starting out like a nigga now. He talking about this white boy over <laughs> another country. Now, when, when a nigga go to Europe and talk about a white boy with money, man, that's a bad nigga. That's my boy. <laughs> All right, Eminem. I appreciate you chiming in, bro. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Buck, shut it down. <laughs> It's hard to follow what he just said, but I'm gonna follow, and I'm gonna follow strong. As far as um, as far as um, defending your woman, you got to do what's necessary to protect her. You can't, you know, you can't let feelings or emotions or any of that get in the way. If somebody disrespect your woman, regardless of your wife, your girlfriend, or just a just a acquaintance, if you out, if she's out with you, and homeboy disrespecting. You gonna have to tattoo his ass and go ahead and, and take care of business. You cannot let it slide. You let it slide, especially in today's time. And you you might as well just you know stop going out altogether because you will definitely be punked on social media and any other outlet that's available. So definitely de- defend your woman. That's that's mandatory. That's 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 not an option. Defend you got to defend her. Um, as far as Michelle Obama's daughter, you know, the president's daughter or whatnot, you know, going out, having a little fun, that's fine. Just the next, before you go out next time, you might want to talk to some of them, talk to some of them people in the White House and see if you can learn how to dance. Don't eat the ice cream before you go dancing or whatever, because that shit, that display of dancing was, I, I don't know what you want to call that. And the best thing I can say, I'm going to go back to the old school, she looked flicked Dancing. That's all I'm gonna say on that. And I had to I had to blow dust off blow dust off on that word. She looked licked it. So Michelle, get with her. Straighten out, please. Cause we know you can dance. Pop can too. So y'all might want to teach you a few things. Um, as far as as far as Donald Trump goes, anybody that's that's a part of the Republican Party. There's now that this clown has taken a purple heart from a person who actually earned the purple heart and said it was too easy. To me, that's treason. Okay. Donald Trump is not fit to run for president. Okay. Um, he's just not fit. And he has some, a very few good ideas, but he has no, no way of trying to, you know, actually put anything he wants, put any of this shit that he's saying. To motion. I mean, he's for God's sakes. I mean, this guy been bankrupt four times, and you know he's getting up there, he's cursing, he's swearing, he's doing, you know, he's doing, you know, he's talking about babies crying, and you know, in his damn, you know, while he was talking today or whatever. 
this is the biggest, most ridiculous candidate I've ever seen in the history of being president of the United States. And if anybody elects this idiot to be our president, then we're probably going to get bombed the first week that he's in the presidency. I mean, this is the this is the biggest joke I've ever seen hey, in my life. Hey, they didn't hear you. They didn't hear you, Buck. Say it again. Let, let the radio world hear that again. Okay, if he is elected president, we're probably going to be bombed the very first week that he's in president. If he that if he's elected, so he is the biggest, most retarded, most ridiculous president in the history. <laughs> of running to be president in the of the United States. So, I mean, you're talking about people that's dying for our country, and you don't have the respect and the dignity to, to respect these people. You want to act a fool and call them out? That right there, I, I hope the Republicans get together and get his ass thrown out because this I've never seen a, a Republican, any kind of candidate, run and and. Every single day they're talking about what something, you know, something he said is stupid. Now, this guy's got to go. I mean, really and truthfully, I think right now Hillary Clinton is probably going to win this by a landslide because, simply because every day he's doing something to destroy his candidacy. And, I mean, I used to have a little bit of respect for Donald Trump, but I have no respect for him now. And America Put some listen. respect on my name. If you're listening, don't vote for this motherfucker. <laughs> Other than that, great show. Glad everybody was on. Glad Bobby Williams was on. Everybody else, have a good night. He's like, great show. <laughs> I hope that was strong oh, enough for everybody. Don't vote for that motherfucker. Do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Loud and clear. Don't vote for them. All righty. On that note, <laughs> I want to thank all of you for joining the show. I'm Michelle Legends. And uh, my thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a supporter. My thanks to damonyoung.com for lending his song Love that you heard at the beginning of the show um, around the seven to eight minute mark if you missed it and need to rewind. Go to his website, damonyoung.com, D-A-M-O-N-D, Young, or catch him on Twitter at damonyoung. And we'll do this again on tomorrow. We'll talk sports and get into NFL training camps. I'll have a guest on. He's a football guy. He's done some scouting, done some work with the CFL, and we'll talk the rigors of training camp on tomorrow. And we'll get into what's going on with Draymond Green and discuss the Olympics. And then next Tuesday, we'll be back here at 9 p.m. Eastern, current event topics, um, relationship topics, whatever comes up, we'll talk about. So I want to wish you all a great night. Go to talktoq.com and sign up for my email newsletter so you can be updated on upcoming shows. Follow me on Twitter at talktoq. And I hope that everyone has a great evening. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Because we got a problem with you. You can hang your phone up, baby. I don't care about it. What's your assistance up, Call it, go ahead. Call me. Thank you for having me.